Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Chelsea Hagen. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. Thank you, God, that it's your truth that sets people free, God. I just thank you, Heavenly Father, for every person in this place. Lord God, that they would not remain the same after this word, Lord God. That you would shift and you would move and you would change things in their lives, Lord Father God. That that truth would break through every lie of the enemy, God. Every bondage, every chain, Lord Father God, would be broken today in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Come and come and wreck this service, Holy Ghost. Come and have your way, Lord. Move through me, God. The words that you want to say, Lord Father God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God. Touch every person here, God. In Jesus' name, show them, Heavenly Father, the truth that's available to them, God, and what they can walk in also, Lord God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the truth. We're so blessed by your truth, God, that's alive and active, Lord God, and it brings change, Lord God. It brings challenge. It brings conviction, Lord God, and we just thank you for it, God, and we ask you for it. God, we just thank you for a sensitive heart today, Lord. Lord God, that we'll take on what you're saying, Lord God. We'll take it on, Lord Father God, and we'll go from glory to glory and strength to strength, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, mighty King. Oh, man, I'm so excited to, to share this word with you this morning and and this isn't just a word that, you know, that I've, that I've read in the Bible. This is something that I have walked through. This is something that I um, have, have had to face in my own life and, and had victory in. And, and God's given me some keys in it. And, you know, I just want to say to you, like, fear not. Fear not. For God is with us. If God is for us, then who? Who could possibly be against us? If God, the creator of the universe, the one that put the stars in place, the one that set the planets in place, the one that made us, the one that made everything, if he's for us, who could possibly be against us? Who? Fear not, God would say, for I am with you. And I, I, I said, um, I shared um, at, at Lang Warren Church and this beautiful lady, I just, I, I was like, God, what do you want for your people, God? Like he knows who's here. He knows the message that you guys need to hear. And I'm like, God, what, what message do you have? What's your heart for the people this week? And, and he just wanted to break fear off Christians. There's so many Christians that live in fear. In fact, it would have to be one of the most tolerated sins in the body of Christ. It, it remains unchallenged. And so I really want to challenge you and I really want to provoke you with the word of God today of who lives inside of you. Hallelujah. Fear not for I am with you. And I want to share this beautiful testimony. This, this lady, I was just preaching on the Holy Spirit and and, and the comforter, and, and I spoke on, you know, greater is he who lives in us and lives in the world. And I spoke on that very thing. I touched on fear and how it holds us back. And this beautiful lady came up at the end, 
and she was 90. And she goes, I didn't even want to come up. I was so scared even to, even to take two steps forward, even to, even to come forward. And she just grabbed a hold of my hands and she looked in my eyes and there were tears pouring down her face. And this deeply moved my heart and it moved the heart of God. And she said, Chelsea, I haven't done what God asked me to do because fears held me back my whole life. And she was crying. And she was like, I haven't done what God asked me to do. And I started to cry because I'm like, there are so many in the body of Christ that are born again and they understand that Jesus lives in them, but as Christians walk in fear, walk in anxiety, walk in depression, walk in all these things, that that's not our inheritance. Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross for us to walk in those things any longer. Said the old is gone and the new has come. What does that mean to us now? What does that mean to us now? And, and, and it really is, it, I just, I've heard it my whole Christian life of Christians that, that won't step out, that won't um, get, you know, walk into that call that they've got because they're held back by fear. They care too much about what man thinks rather than what God said. It shouldn't be that way and God doesn't want it to be that way. And I felt this burning in my heart and I feel the grief of the Holy Spirit that his kids aren't free. He said, Chelsea, I want you to preach on freedom because my kids aren't free and I want them free. I want them free. I want them activated. I want them knowing the inheritance that I paid for. And I was like, wow, God. Wow. And I've been so stirred in my spirit to to share this word with you. And Christians struggling with fear, they're, they're scared to step out there. They're scared to speak. They're scared of failure. They're scared of rejection. They're scared of all these things. They're scared of the unknown. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, for I am with you. You can put your name in there. Fear not, for I am with you, Chelsea. Fear not, for I am with you, John Boy. You put your name in there. Fear not for I am with you. And God says it all the time, all through the Old and the New Testament, fear not. Fear not. You know, we want to be faithful, not fearful. We want to be full of faith, man. Well, fear's the opposite of faith. Fear is having faith in what the devil's saying as opposed to what God's saying. They're both prophesying into your life. One's fear and and, and restriction and bondage and the other one's freedom saying, man, I called you to do this, go. They're both speaking. They're both telling us things. But fear is not our inheritance. It's not our inheritance. Man, as a Christian, I just, I just put up your hand if you're still struggling in fear. Still struggling to step out, still struggling about what man thinks of you. I'm telling you, man, it's an epidemic in, the Christ, in Christian circles. It's, it's an epidemic and God doesn't want us to walk in that any longer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so I just want to share a testimony of my walk with God. And um, this is something that I've had to walk out. This is something that, you know, I had to reconcile I, I would see the word of God and I would, I would see that it would tell me um, perfect love casts out all fear. 
And I would see these words, you know, fear not for I am with you. But that was not my reality. That was not my reality as a Christian, man. I would feel fear like I did before I was born again. It didn't feel like anything had changed. It didn't feel like anything had happened. I I felt like I was still the same. And God started to give me a few keys. And from where I've come from, you just see me up here confident and you just see me up here preaching the Word of God like I've always done it. And this work that you see is glory to God and, and His work in my life. Because when I first got born again, there is no way that I would be able to do this. I couldn't even walk into a shopping center. Even a couple of people would come into the shop and I'd freak out and I'd have to leave. I would have such severe anxiety attacks, I would feel like I was having a heart attack. I was so bound by fear. From the second I woke up in the morning, what if I have a car accident? What if I go for a walk and a dog gets me? What if I go for a swim and there's a shark? Like my whole world was bound by fear. You know, I'd go and and, and spend some time with a friend and then I'd leave that friend and then the whole night I'd be rehearsing. What did I say? What did I didn't say? What did I shouldn't say? What did I? And it would just be this constant torment, constant torment from the second I woke up to the minute I went to sleep. And so I was a a raging alcoholic back then and, and I got radically born again and God delivered me, but I had to learn how to do life sober. And I, I, I was, oh man, I was, yay, everyone's best friend when I'm drunk. But when I'm sober, I don't even want you to touch me. I don't want you to hug me. I don't want anyone near me. And it was a matter of walking that out. It was a matter of getting a hold of that. It was a matter of looking at the word of God and going, God, how do I reconcile this to my reality, because this isn't my reality. I read it and I see it. I see Daniel, I see Esther, I see all these bold people standing up for you, God, in the face of danger. How do I reconcile that to my life? And God started to speak to me about it. Ha, Jesus, Jesus. He started to teach me how to wield the sword. He started to teach me so I could see those words on the Bible. I could, I could see them and read them. And he started to teach me about wielding the sword and how to pick that sword up and how to fight. How to fight. And I remember um, as a single mom, I remember on Saturday nights, every Saturday night, I'd, my son would go to my mom and I'd be too terrified to stay at home on my, on my own. I'd be absolutely terrified. So I'd drive from Seaford all the way over to Noble Park and I'd stay the night at my friend's house and then I'd, I'd, I'd go back and, you know, I just couldn't be on my own. I didn't want to be. I was terrified. I'd have nightmares, like horrific nightmares. Like it was just, it was just absolute torment. My whole world was dominated in bondage by fear. And uh, it's, it, it's crazy. And as a Christian, I still struggled with that. I still struggled with it. And God gave me some keys. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because it's the truth that sets us free. And I was there one night, and um, I remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me really clear. I was about to leave to go to this friend's place and um, and stay over there. And he said to me, "Uh, this is your house. You tell fear where to go. And I was like, because the thing is, see, I'm, I'm looking in the Word and perfect love casts out all fear. And the mistake that I made is because I felt fear still. 
I believed that I still had it. See, I'm waiting for all the feelings to go away. I'm waiting for that thing just to get so far out of my life that I'm fearless, man, that I don't feel fear anymore, and then I'm free. But that's not the way it worked. I still feel the feelings. I still, it says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. And so what happens is that spirit of fear will present itself to you. And it feels real, man. You can, you can feel the, the hairs on your arms stand up when fear is in the room. It's a spirit. But what it is, it's the enemy is so terrified of you that you're going to speak about God, that you're going to set one of his captives free, that he's actually projecting his fear onto you. You can feel his fear. That's not my fear. That's a spirit. That's not part of me. That's not part of my inheritance. And so when I begin to understand that, I have a choice. When fear presents itself, I have a choice. Am I going to submit to this demonic spirit or am I going to fight with the word of God? And so the feelings were still real, but it tricked me. And I thought, I still feel it, so therefore I must be fearful. No, 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 no. You've got the Holy Spirit, man. It doesn't matter what spirit comes against you. You've got the Holy Ghost. He trumps everything. The Holy Spirit far above every principality and power there is. It doesn't matter what presents itself. God, the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so what I would do is I would... I, I begin to stay at home and, and the devil would just torment me mercilessly. And, um, you know, I would hear possums like on the outside of, of, of near where my room was. And who knows that they screech and they make all sorts of horrific noises. You know, the heavy breathing. And I'm freaking out, man. I'm feeling like I'm going to die. My heart is going to stop any second. I'm going to be in glory with God. Like this fear is real, man. This fear is like so, so terrifying. And it sounds crazy now, but I was just so, so scared. And I remember reading Psalm 121, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And God started getting me when I started to feel fear. I started to yell out that scripture, where comes my help from? And I started to yell and I started to push back against fear with the word of God. And every time I felt fear, I would start shouting out this psalm. And I started to push back. Hallelujah. And I want <laughs> to... This, this is glorious, man. This is going to set you free because it doesn't matter if you still feel fear. That's okay. You don't need to submit to that thing anymore. That thing is a mirage. I'm telling you, man, when you just push past fear and push past those feelings, man, there's freedom for someone else on the other side of your fear. Hallelujah, Jesus. So James 4, 7 says, submit yourself to God. Submit yourself. No one else is going to do it for you. Submit yourself. Submit yourself. And submit yourselves means to be reflexively to obey and to be under obedience. So we don't submit to fear, man. 
Fear is not our inheritance. That's not what Jesus Christ paid for. He paid that we could be free and fear him only. There's one person that you fear in life, and that's God. That's it, man. That's it. Fear the Lord your God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Resist. Stand against. Oppose him. So I'm presented with fear. I submit myself to God. I stand there with the shield of faith. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I start to pull out that sword, shing. And I start to fight with the word of God. I start to resist. I start to push back on fear. And when we stand against, when we oppose, when we um, we, we withstand him and resist, I love this. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Oh my goodness. Flee means to run away. I mean, he's freaking out. What's the word? He's freaking out. It says he vanishes. It says he escapes, man. He is so scared that you would pick up that word of God. He's terrified. And he throws everything at you so that you won't pick up the word of God. How easy is that? We just submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. He's terrified of you. He's terrified of the Holy Spirit that lives in you. Terrified. Terrified. When you begin to push back on fear, I'm telling you, it is a mirage. It is an absolute mirage. It's all smoke and mirrors and feelings and that, and you just push through it, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you'll get free today. You'll get free today. You don't need to live with fear of man. You don't need to live with fear of the unknown. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. We can have this mindset. God brings a transition into our life, and we always think the worst, don't we? Oh, I've got to give up this job. Oh, well, maybe the job's not going to be as good. Or, um, you know, I've, I've got to do this. And, oh, maybe the house isn't going to be as good as, you know, what I've got now. And we always think that what we've got now is the best. But God said he's exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. Whatever God does, it's good. Whatever God does, even if you go through hard times, it's good. He makes it work together for the good of those who love him. We've got to lift our faith, man. We've got to lift our faith. He's good. You're not at the best position that you can be. There's always more. There's always more. What if God gave you a job where there's less work and more money? What if God gave you an exceedingly, abundantly amazing house that you could never even have thought up yourself? Well, that's where he wants to take you. But fear will try and prophesy and say, well, it's going to be worse now. This is the pinnacle and it's going to try and pull you down. It's a lie. You need to be full of faith. Faith doesn't see in the natural. Fear does. Circumstances, fear, fear everywhere. Circumstances. Faith sees with the eyes of God. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. It's God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. We need to see through the eyes of faith. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Man, 
tell you, th- this has radically changed my life, walking free from fear. And you can. You don't have to live with fear, not even one more day. And I'm going to do an older call a bit later in the service. And I want you to come up and I want you to get free. But I'm not going to promise you that you're not going to be faced with those feelings. You're not going to be faced with that that demonic fear spirit that's going to try and come at you. But what you will be armed with is that you don't have to submit to that spirit anymore. Tell it where to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been given all authority. You've got the Holy Spirit. Man, Jesus. He's so good. He's so good. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. Love you, Jesus. And I just wanted to, it's funny because I asked God, um, I said, God, what do you want to zero in on 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 today? You know, what what is your heart? There's so much in the topic of fear. Like you look all through the Old and New Testament, just non-stop, fear not, fear not, fear not, I am with you. And anyway, I lost all my notes and um, they deleted and I couldn't get them back. Somehow they didn't even go into the junk pile. And all it said was, um, the righteous are as bold as a lion. That's all I was left with. (laughs) Praise you, Jesus. And so I just wanted to share this story and I wanted to break it down because you can see um, you know, where I've come from and where I am now. But I want to break down the process. So when you when you are faced with these things, that you'll understand the battle that's going on and you'll, you'll be able to resist as well. And so people say to me all the time, well, you're just bold and I'm not. You're just bold and I'm not. And it's just simply not true. It says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Not trying to be. You already are. You already are, because Jesus lives in you. And so I wanted to break down this process, and um, this was a great example that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I was um, at like a, a thermal pools thing, and the Holy Spirit started to speak to me about this this guy over there and started to tell me details of his life and, um, you know, how as a young boy he'd known Jesus, but he'd fallen, you know, fallen away from God and just life had come, and and he started to speak to me that there was an older lady in his life who wasn't well. And, you know, so I've, I've, got, the, I've got the word, right? But he's surrounded by like four people there. And so I've got the word. I've heard what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Heard him really clear. And then huh, here come the reasonings, right? So, so this is what happens. You got to approach anyone with the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, man, the devil was so scared that you would set that captive free, that he will throw everything at you, everything at you, right? So this is a thought process. So I'm sitting there, I get this word and um, straight away, oh, oh no, you don't want to cause a scene. You know, they're just relaxing, you know, just leave them alone. Oh, there's four people around there. Oh, you got to go soon. No, this isn't the place for this. No, it's just your rest day. You, it's, it's okay. And just these reasonings start, these fiery darts start hitting my head. But I'd heard what God told me to do. And so in that moment, I have a choice. Do I bow down to that? Do I believe those reasonings and think, oh, yeah, I don't want to disturb the peace here. Just, you know, leave them be. And, and do, I, do I disobey God and just give in to those reasonings or... Do I not listen to that and just do what God asked me to do? 
And so there's a battle going on. When we go to step out on the street, man, that's why a lot of people don't go and evangelize because there's a battle going on. Well, you're just bold and I'm not. It's not true. The righteous are as bold as a lion. And so anyway, so God's given me the word. So I go up to this guy. There's four people around him and that can be quite intimidating, you know, when there's a big bunch of people. And But God is my Lord. And when God speaks, we move. Amen. And so I went up to him and I said, oh, I, um, you know, I said, I'm a Christian. And, uh, you know, I felt like there was um, an older lady, you know, in your family that's not well. And he says to me, he said, oh, oh, no, no, that's, you know, that's not true. Right. So now I've got a whole second round. See, you missed it. You've made an idiot out of yourself. And just all these other things come. Right. So I have a choice in that moment. Oh, you missed it. Oh, how embarrassing. Sorry, slink off and, and just not finish what I was going to say, right? But God told me to go over to him. And so anyway, he said, oh, um, why are you picking up on stuff? And I just said to him, there's an older lady in your life. He goes, yeah, that's my, my grandma. It's funny that you should uh, talk to me about Jesus because she's always telling me about Jesus and she's always praying for me. And I started to share with him and I said, God's told me that you as a young boy, you knew Jesus, but things got in the way. And he was so blown away and he was so touched by God. And he was just like, wow, he goes, you wouldn't believe the amount of times that people come up and just start randomly talking to me about Jesus. He was from the UK, he'd never been in Australia before. Talk about a divine appointment, I was there, I'd never been in that, in that particular spot before either. And so, but fear could have made me slink away and could have made me turn and um before that actually before I ended up going to talk to him um Dan was like we've got to we've got to go so I'm like oh man he's like I'll just get ready and and um I'll be out in a second and so again it's like oh no I'll just go it's okay and I heard the Holy Spirit and this is what he said to me Holy Spirit said to me really gently so sweet he goes so you're just gonna leave him in torment are you So you're just going to leave him in torment. You know, I'm telling you, on the other side of our fear or that spirit that tries to come is someone else's freedom. I didn't see him get radically born again, but those seeds were planted. And I know, I said, you go back and you tell your grandma, he goes, I'm going to, as soon as I get out of here, I'm going to ring her and I'm going to tell her that yet another person came and spoke to me. God starts giving me words of knowledge about his back. He's got a, had a bad back for ages. God just heals him. You know, I'm telling you, man, if you just would just listen to the voice of God and just obey him only, who cares what man thinks? Who cares? Who cares? The righteous are as bold as a lion. You already are bold. If you're born again in this place and you have the Spirit of Christ living in you, you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into His glorious light. The righteous, the just, just as though you'd never sinned. The righteous, that's us. If you're righteous in this place, you're bold. There's no excuse. There's no excuse anymore to live in fear. There's no excuse to say I can't because the Bible says I can. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. We can't live under the lie of the enemy anymore that tells you you can't. You can't do this. You can't do that. Guess what? God's kingdom is unlimited, man. You don't let the devil boss you around. You boss him around. You tell him where to go. You've been given authority over him. 
every principality and every power bows at the name of Jesus. Bows at the name of Jesus. Why should we live in fear? Why should we live in torment? Why should we live in anxiety when the Bible says we don't need to? I suffered severe depression. Severe depression. And I realized again, I realized again, put on the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. It's the spirit. And when you recognize that, guess what? When you wake up in the morning, there's the spirit of heaviness with a black cloak ready to put it over your head for the day. Guess what? I put my feet on the floor. Praise you, Jesus. Full of joy. Thank you, God. I'm alive. You don't have to submit to it anymore. Tell her where to go. Push back with the Word of God. I'm telling you, man, it works. I'm living proof that it works. Living proof that it works. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Love you, Jesus. And you know, at some point in our walk with God, I hear this all the time. And oh, just, I just want to see people walk free in their calling. And I hear it at some point, you've got to get that you've got Jesus living on the inside of you that can do all things. At some point, you've got to give up. I can't do this. It's too hard. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not whatever the excuse is. Whatever the excuse is. It's not true. You can. You can. God has empowered you to do it. At some point, you've got to realize in your Christianity, I can and I will. And God has destined me for this and He's ordained me and He's chosen me for this. I tell you what, if you don't give anything a go, you, you've already 100% failed. 100% guarantee that you're going to fail if you don't give that call of God a go. Come on, man, you were born for it, for such a time as this. At some point, we've got to stop doubting that we're not good enough, that we're somehow disqualified because of our past and what we've been through and what we've done. The cross qualifies you. The blood of Jesus qualifies you. The price that He paid qualifies you. He's called you purpose and a plan, a good plan for each life here. At some point, man, we've got to stop listening to the lies of the enemy that we're not good enough, that we're not worthy enough. Rubbish! Rubbish! If you doubt the love of God, man, all you've got to do is look to the cross. If you doubt that God really loves you, man, look to the cross. Look at His stripes. Look at His flesh torn off His bone. That should be enough that Jesus loves us. The fact that He went to the cross, the fact that while we were yet sinners, the fact that while I was spitting in His face and I was hating on Him, He's just standing there with His arms wide open. I'll pay the price for you, Charles. I'll pay the price for you, Charles, because I love you. Even though in your you're in this place right now, I don't see that. I see destiny over your life. I see the purposes and the plans that I had for your life and you're not walking in them right now, but I love you. I love you. It doesn't matter where you've been. 
doesn't matter how far you think you are from God in this place today. I'm telling you, man, He loves you and He's more real than me even standing here talking to you on this stage. A hardened atheist, I was so far from God, man. So far from God, yet His love pursued me and pursued me and pursued me and pursued me and He never, ever, 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 ever gave up. And I'm here to tell you in this place, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, I'm telling you, man, He is calling out for your heart today because of love. He doesn't care what you've done. He just says, come. Come. Come to the foot of the cross with His mercy, with His grace. Hallelujah. Jesus. everyone to shut their eyes in this place and if that's you and you can feel your heart beating and you know you know that you know you're not even meant to be here or you're just here for the first time and you're not even sure why it's a divine appointment God is knocking on the door of your heart and he's been knocking for years and years and years and years and years years in the hope that you would answer that door and I just want to give you an opportunity. If you want to give your life to Jesus today, then I just ask you to put your hand up. Because everything that you've tried beforehand hasn't worked. Every door that you've tried to go down has been a dead end. And God stands here. He offers you something so much better today. He offers you a life of freedom, a life of hope. All you got to do is you just come to Him and you ask Him for forgiveness. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us has fallen short of the glory of God. It's not one person in here that's righteous. No, not one. And that's why Jesus died. He didn't, we weren't good enough. It's not by our good deeds that we get into heaven. It's by what Jesus Christ did. It's by His righteousness. It's by His goodness. It's got nothing to do with us. But when we invite Jesus to live in our heart, then we become divine partakers of His nature. And we invite Him and we say, God, you know, I surrender my life. You know, but don't do this lightly. Come to Him with everything. Don't come to Him half-hearted. Don't come to Him with just a little bit of your life. Come with everything. God, I'm done with sin. If that's you, I want you to put your hand up. Hallelujah. God bless you. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this one or for other information, check out our website at firechurch.com.au.